Wow, in English we said, wow. <laughs> in Cuban we say, alabao. <laughs> like you see when I start to speak, you find a Hispanic accent, right? <laughs> I tell it to the lady who made the, the sign language you know, translation. I said, how do you make the sign language translation with a Spanish accent? <laughs> you can, huh? So, I am Cuban. I born in Cuba. My first language is Spanish. My second language is English. So, I am Ricky Ricardo, my wife is Lucy. <laughs> you remember, you know, Oh, you losing to me, tienes loca with that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly the same. I tell it to the pastor one time. I remember the first time that when I, somebody asked me to pray uh, in English. And definitely my English, it wasn't so good at that time. Well, neither right now. But um, when they asked me to pray in English, I was so afraid. Because always, for many years, I prayed to God in Spanish. So when I start to pray, I was afraid that God from heaven look at me and say, Aldo, what are you talking about? <laughs> so if you don't understand the word that is coming from my mouth, ask God to translate to you, okay? <laughs> I'm going to ask you a favor before I start. I know that after this service, the church has to vote for the Spanish pastor for this church. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to impress anybody. I don't want to uh, try to do something that I am not. Mm -hmm. I want to be me. Yes, sir. Amen. And when I look at me with my strong accent or everything, I don't want it that you look at the person that are you going to vote yes or no. I wanted that you concentrate 100% what does God have for you today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because it's nothing more important to me than talk about Jesus. Yes, sir. I know that the pastor of this church told you, my Bible says that, that the Spanish is the language of heaven. You don't teach that here, huh? right? Okay. Okay. You don't tell it yet. Yet. Okay. Okay. Repeat after me. Yo, Yo amo, amo a, a Jesús. Jesús. One more time. Yo, Yo amo, amo a, a Jesús. Jesús. Now say fast. Yo amo a Jesús. You are ready to go to heaven. Oh, oh yeah. You are ready. <laughs> I born in Cuba, in a communist country. And that wasn't easy. Especially for the young people that are here today, you are a blessing to born in the country that I wish can speak freely about Jesus. Yes, I remember when I was in school, five years old, my kindergarten. The principal of the school, every single day, Week, he come to the classroom and ask you who these students 
believe in God or go to the church. The only one in the class, it was me. So I raised my hand. And the principal of the school asked me, can you stand up? And then I stand up. And all the rest of the students start to laugh. And that happened every single week. And when I get back to home, I say to my mom, Mom, I don't want to believe in God anymore. I don't want to, I, I don't want to enter a relation with God. I don't want to go to the church. I don't want nothing like that. Because the people, they are laughing. Let me tell you, I praise God. That I have a mom that every single day, he teaches me about Jesus. It doesn't matter we have power. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter that we are tired. Every single day at home, we celebrate like we call that culto familiar, a family service at home. We read the Bible. We sing to the Lord. We pray every single day. My mom was a leader in there. I remember one time that my mom, um, you know, called because all the time when she called for that, we had to go to the living room. And my daddy was really tired that day. He stayed in the room. And then my mom called, come on, everybody, to the living room, to the family service. And then I, we hear my dad, he said, okay, stay with the children there in the living room because I am tired. And I remember my dad, my mom said to the children, guys, let's go to your dad's room. <laughs> We're going to make the service there. So my mom is here today. And I praise God for my mom. Thank you, mom. If you want to know what is uh, my name, I'm going to tell you why my name is Aldo. When my mom and my dad, they get married, because we were living in communist country, they planned to have three children. It's a really rough situation there in Cuba, communist country, no freedom. It wasn't easy. So my mom and my dad, they was looking for have three children. And made the word pass. That the word pass in English is peace. So they were planning to have the first children with find the name with P, the second one with A, and the second one with Z. So my mom, she got pregnant. And they were looking for a name with P. And my brother, my older brother, his name is Pedro, that is here today. Pedro, you want to stand up? That's Pedro. So they have the first one. My mom, she get pregnant again. The most beautiful baby of the world. That was me. Right, mom? At the beginning, my mom and my dad, uh, they were planning to put it, my name, with, because looking for the A, Armando. The problem is, the word Armando does mean making, making. But my last name is Mesa. Mesa is table, making table. And saying, no, 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 it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So that's the reason that my name is Aldo. And then my mom and my dad, they're praying, oh, Lord, one girl. We need a girl. And then uh, 
my mom, she get pregnant again. And when I was a girl. And they find the name Sonia with Z. And Sonia, she's here today. Where is Sonia? There is Sonia. So my mom and my dad, they were so happy because they find a peace. P-A-Z. They, they were so exciting because they find a peace in Cuba. But my mom, she get pregnant again. And when I saw another girl, and they put her, her name, Anna. And Anna is here. Where is Anna? Anna is there. <laughs> so the past, the P changed for Pasa. But let me tell you, Pasa is not a word. <laughs> it don't mean anything. So what I learned from that one is the only peace that you can find is in Jesus. Amen. It's the only way. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. So especially for the young people today, I want you to listen carefully. You have a blessing. You have a blessing to born in the country that you can hear about Jesus. Yeah. In 1965, my grandpa, he was a pastor in the church in Cuba. In 1965, the Cuban government, communist com country, they put in jail all the Christian pastors. Yeah. My grandpa, he was there. And it was hard for me, really hard. And I remember my grandma crying a lot. And she had a beautiful Bible. In Cuba, we don't have a Bible like here. Like you, you can buy a Bible. And I remember my grandma said to me, listen, grandson, this Bible, when I die, when I pass away, this Bible is going to be yours. Really, grandma? Yes, this Bible is going to be yours. You know what? Let me dedicate this Bible to you. And she dedicated the Bible for me. This Bible is going to be for my grandson, Aldo. I was so excited because we don't have a Bible. Believe me, the next prayer that I pray for God, I say, God, trade my grandma. I wanted that Bible. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear in the Bible every story about Jesus, I don't know if it's happened to you. But always when I see the story about Jesus, I want to see how Jesus react, how Jesus talk, how Jesus think in the way that he, because I want to be like Jesus. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to talk like Jesus. I want to think like Jesus. I want to feel like Jesus. I want to be Jesus. So that's the reason every time I want to copy in the way that he, he showed me in the Bible that he, he say, that he, he think, that he acting. In this story that I know for sure, a problem that you hear many times, I wanted that you concentrate 100% because there's a lot of people in this story. But I wanted to concentrate exactly, only, in Jesus' reaction, in Jesus' way. The Bible says in John chapter 8, the verse number 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. And if you read the Bible before, 
And you, you know what Jesus was doing all the time. You know for sure that all the time when Jesus go to the mountain, he went to? Pray. He went to? Pray. pray. I don't know how many of you pray. I don't know why this is happening here too. But in my churches, many churches that I start, when we have, you know, uh, fellowship in the church and we have to eat before we eat, we pray. And I don't know why everybody waiting for the pastor that we pray. Oh, the only person who can pray is the pastor. No, we're waiting for the pastor to start. Uh, why? The pastor is the only person who pray here? Pray. Pray to the God. Pray to God is, is something that has changed your life. You have to pray when you wake up. You have to pray when you go to sleep. You have to pray when you go to your school. You have to pray when you go to your job. You have to pray when you go to the church. You have to pray all the time. Pray, pray, because pray is going to bring me joy, the joy that I needed. The Lord, he was going to pray because he need that. He need that strength. He need, that, he need God. He, that, he need that relationship with, with him. Pray. Because pray is no part of the religion. Pray is no part of the service. Pray is part of my lifestyle. I have to pray all the time. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 17, pray without, without what? And you know what that means? Pray with not stop. Don't stop to pray. You have to pray every time. When you are, when you are happy, pray to God. When you are sad, pray to God. When you, when you are, everything is going great, pray to God. When you are, everything going wrong, pray to God. When you are driving, pray to God. Don't close your eyes because now you're going to see Jesus soon. <laughs> Every time, every moment, we need to pray. I, I, I cannot live without pray. I need to pray. I tell the people about my experience, and, uh, and it's probably that you're going to hear uh, the complete story, what has happened in my experience with my wife. We get married. After we get married, uh, I, I was really desperate to be a father, a daddy. And then uh, for 10 years, for 10 years, my wife, my wife she wasn't pregnant. <laughs> and it was funny because I remember that one Mexican guy. Is there any Mexican guy here or Mexican lady? No? Good. I can talk about them. <laughs> I remember that uh, <laughs> I remember that one Mexican when I said, listen, my wife, she's not like girl. And then he looked at me and he said, Brother Aldo, jalapeño. <laughs> and I said, okay. And um, my brothers uh, and sister, older and younger, they have children. And Raquel and me, we don't have it. Ten years. And I remember one time that uh, I was... 
and my living room is starting for the school in New Orleans, because that was the first city that we were living here in America. And then uh, my wife, she was in uh, our room with one pastor wife talking. And they, they don't told me that they bring a, a pregnancy test. Because my, my wife, she said to that lady that she feel, you know, pregnant. And, uh, and then I was starting there in the living room. And I remember that, that day like uh, today. I was starting, and then I hear screaming, ah! <laughs> and I went to the room and said, what happened? And then the lady looked at me and said, Pastor, your wife is pregnant. And I looked at her and said, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, it's 10 years. And she said, Pastor is pregnant. And the next day, we went to the doctor. And then uh, the doctor came to me and said, Pastor Mesa, your wife is pregnant. Oh, Lord, that was a good news. I was really close to call the newspaper and tell it, print the newspaper, my wife is pregnant. But let me tell you this. I love Jesus with all my heart. I have the joy of the Lord. Nobody can take that. Seven months later, my daughter died. She passed away. And the reason that my wife and me, we have the strength that we have is because they pray. It's because we don't stop to pray. It's because we ask it to the Lord, I want to keep it that joy, Lord. And you know what? It's there. The joy is there. Let me tell you, because I don't want to, you keep it the, the, the part. The end of the story was my wife, she get pregnant again. And now we have a son. Uh, he's 23 years old. He loved the Lord. He's married, and he lives in, in, in Georgia. So pray. Pray is part of my life. I don't know what is the situation that you have right now. I don't know what is the problem that you have right now. I don't know if it is everything going well in your life. I don't know. But only that I can recommend to you. Start to pray with all your heart. Sometimes Christians, we don't believe in praying either. We are sick. And the first thing that we're thinking is about what? Take the medicine or go to the hospital. No, let me pray to the God, for, the God first. God, take control of this. You are my master. You are my everything. So you have a control of everything. Let me tell you, in 1965, when Fidel Castro, he was thinking that I put in jail all the Christian pastors, they're going to destroy all the Christian church. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Now what is God having planned? At the next day, the all the pastors they was in jail. Let me tell you this: the people they are afraid to come to the church. Why? Because the government said if you go to the church, or believe in God, uh, you're going to lose your job, you're not going to have a career, or all that. So the people they are afraid to go to the church. At the next day, when they on the every city in Cuba, 
They hear that the pastor was in jail. The people come to the church and ask the pastor why. Why is the reason that the pastor is in jail? And the pastor why said because they don't want it that the people believe in God. They don't want it here in Cuba that the people believe in God or believe in Jesus. And you know what? The people start to be mad, disappointed with the government. And they start to come to the church. And that's the reason right now when you go to Cuba, Christians, they have passion for Christ, for Jesus Christ. Why? Because if they have to die because of Jesus, they do it. So the first thing that I got, he was, that Jesus he was doing is pray. Because pray is a relation with God. So Jesus went to the mountain and he prayed. Look at uh, well, the, uh, the Bible said, in, uh, I repeat that, uh, I say that Bible verse in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 18, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. strength. Look in chapter 8, John 8, verse 2. Early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him. And he sat down and began to teach them. So two things that I wanted that you keep in mind in the, this Bible verse. The first one is he went to the temple. And the second one, he was teaching. <laughs> Not always when we come to the temple, we come with the same attitude, right? Sometimes we come on Sunday happy. We are here in the church. Hello, how you doing, Brother Herbert? Hello, how you doing, Brother John? Sometimes we come when we are mad. Or either we left the car fighting with the wife. Oh. Has happened to you? No. <laughs> Nobody say amen? Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, and pastor, we find that one easy, right? Pastor, we find that one easy. When we go to the, to the people to say hi, good morning, God bless you, or whatever we say, you know, we come, and the people say, no, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. Okay, all right, all right, I don't touch you. And let me tell you, come to the temple, to the church, it's a blessing. Do you, do you, do you see what has happened today to this lady when he was singing? Do you know who was here? When she was singing, the Lord. And when Jesus is here, something happened. Something good happened. That's the reason why he went to, uh, he, he said that he went to the mountain and he prayed. And now he went to the temple and he teach. So he received joy here. It's good to pray. And it's good when you go to the church and you praise God. And you talk about the God's word. And that's exactly what Jesus was feeling at that time. Joy. Joy. Exactly what you are going to live today. Not because you hear the Spanish guy, the Cuban guy with a strong accent. But you're going to feel joy because the Lord is here. 
I don't went to the church. Sometimes the people told me, I don't went to the church because, Pastor, I was depressed. I don't went to the church, Pastor, because I have a lot of problems, Pastor. I don't went to the church, Pastor, because I feel lonely. And like Americans said, hello. <laughs> you miss something. You miss the time that you needed in your life. You need to come and hear about Jesus. He's the answer. He's the solution. He's the way. He's the truth. He's everything. He's all what you need. Jesus. Only Jesus. Because when we come, like the song said this morning, when you hear the name, the name of Jesus, something happens. I remember one time when I was in the Billy Graham Association working with him. It's one, one guy that his name is Tommy Walker. Tommy Walker, he went to Africa. And he was there in Africa helping a lot of people. And it was a little boy who came one day close to him. He was a tall guy. And the little boy came and he asked to Tommy Walker, what is your name? And Tommy, he said, my name is Toby Walker. But you know what? I have a friend whose name is Jesus. And then that little boy looked at the big guy and said, oh, okay. And then he left. At the next day, Tommy Walker was there too. And the boy came again. And he come to Tommy Walker and said, what is your name? And then Tommy Walker said, my name is Tommy Walker. But you know what? I have a friend whose name is Jesus. And then the boy literally looked at uh, Tommy and said, oh, okay. And then he left. At the third day, Tommy Walker was there. And that boy came again. He come to Brother Tommy. Look at Brother Tommy and he said, I don't remember your name. But I remember that you have a friend whose name is Jesus. And he composed the song, He Knows My Name. Nothing is more important than follow Jesus. Nothing is more important than copying the way that he feeling, the way that he acting, the way that he say, the word that, I, that I, he is. Let me tell you, church, it's a lot of people that are, they don't like church, but it's a lot of people who like Jesus. Church, we have to be Jesus. We have to act like Jesus. We have to think like Jesus. We have to be Jesus. So after he pray, after he go to the temple, after he teach, he was full of joy. He was different. But the devil, the enemy, he don't like that. Like he don't like when you come to the church. Because he want to take that joy that you're going to take. And look at what the Bible said. Well, the Bible said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. Make my joy complete. And act 
13, verse 52. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Look at the, what is happening in John 8, verse 3 and 4. Everything is uh, going to start to change. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Do you think, do you see what is happening here? Do you see exactly what is happening here? It's exactly what has happened to me every time. When I pray, when I go to the church, when I hear the God's word, the enemy is mad. He's angry. He don't lie that. He want to take your joy. At that time, thanks God, I said it to the people, thanks God that uh, at that time when the Pharisees, you know, they come to Jesus and say that about that woman, thanks God that they don't have iPhone. <laughs> because if they have iPhone, it's probably they recorded that and say, Jesus, I wanted, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus, he was thinking about the time that he was praying about the time that he was go to the temple and teaching. And these people, they was trying to bring a lot of stuff, a lot of bad things that can destroy the joy, the good feeling that he have for his father. This is my joy. And I wanted that you keep that in mind. This is my joy. This is my joy. This is my joy. Nobody going to take it. Amen. The Bible said in John chapter 8, verse 6 through 8. They were saying this, testing him, so that they might have ground for accusing him. But Jesus stood down and with his finger broke in the ground. But when they persist in asking him, he is straightening up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and rolled on the ground. Do you see what a Jesus he was doing? You, do you see the Jesus reaction? Okay, let, let me explain that to you, John people, okay? I wanted that you pay attention to this. Okay? Jesus, he went to what? First. To pray. And then second, he went to? We went to the temple and teaching. So he was excited. And then all the people, they bring something that are going to take that joy. And Jesus, he sit. And with his finger, he start to write on the ground. The Bible don't say, don't say what exactly he, Jesus he was writing there, right? 
But in front of the Jesus, he was saying, uh-huh, they don't want to take what I have. Uh-huh, no, no, come on, that's your will. No, no, wait. If it was me, it was Brother Aldo, I know what I'm going to write there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to write that, something like that, okay? Lord, I want to, God, I want you to pay attention, okay? This is the mob, okay? These people, they want to take my joy. So I wanted that you make a big hole here. And all these people, they go there. <laughs> and if it's not enough, I wanted that you bring a tsunami, okay? <laughs> Nobody can take what I have. You made that decision. You, you can say that I, there's a devil fault. That he's responsible for everything. Uh-uh-uh. I am responsible for that. I am the person who opened the heart for the Lord or not. I decide that. I decide if I wanted that somebody take the joy that I have. Don't let anybody take that. Neither in your school. Neither in your job. Don't let anybody take that. You have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Jesus, he was there writing. And you know what? He said... Uh, you are, you don't have seen throw the first, and he, the Bible says he go again. Oh, they don't have to tell you that, what I have. I am happy. I am exciting. Nobody going to take what I have. Let me tell you. It's good. Have the joy of the Lord. So good. Do you see Jesus' reaction? I have a phrase always. I made the phrase. The phrase that I made today was value what you have. You can lose diamond by walking, collecting stone. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Nothing can compare. To have the joy of the Lord. So, in the way that I can see Jesus, that in the way that I can copy Jesus in this story, is I have to pray. I cannot stop to pray. I need pray. I need to go to the church. I, I need to, to hear the God's word. I need that. Because I wanted that joy. And I know for sure that many things, many situations, they're going to try to take that joy. If you turn on your TV every single day, it's a lot of things that are coming from your TV that I think can take your joy. You, you're never going to hear in the news, oh, this is a good father who loved the wife. Who love the children, who take care of them, who they are. No, uh, uh, that's not the news. The news is this is the husband who killed the wife, and then he eat the three children that he have. Oh, that's news. Negative, a negative, a negative. We have the Lord. We are the best people of the world. Nobody, the Christian people, is the best people. Of the world. Give it applause to you, to yourself. You are. We are. Because we have Jesus. 
because we have the joy of the Lord. Do you want that joy? Sometime for the situation that are you passing right now, you forget about that, that joy? I want to ask you that you close your eyes right now. Because the Lord, the Lord, not me, the Lord is going to invite you. That are you specific at this time, remember, that nobody can take your joy. If probably the, the, the rough situation that you have right now, if probably you are a uh, problem at home, at your job, your school, let me tell you, don't lose your joy. Jesus, Jesus is more important than that. I'm going to make the invitation. But it's probably this invitation is going to be different. You're going to ask the person who's next to you. Do you want to come to the front and pray with me? That I can keep in my joy. So I'm going to ask you. It's probably going to be a person that is the first time that is here. If you see that the person is the first time. That is here. Ask the person if you want to come here to the front with you. Lord, this is not my message. This is not my word. This is not my Bible. It's your word. It's your Bible. We want to follow exactly, Lord, what you want. I want to say this morning to you, yes. Yes. And when I, hear, when I see my life, in many situations, Lord, I, I can see that it's probably that I forgot that definitely you were there. That you, you always was there. And because we pay attention, more attention to, the, to everything what is negative and what is it's really hard. We forgot that definitely <laughs> you were you more important than anything, Lord. You are the first thing in our life. So, Lord, I wanted that you put it that one in our heart. And when we come to the front, definitely we want to praise your name, Lord, because you only you is going to be first. Your joy with me. This is my joy. So, is that your prayer? I want to ask you that you, like I said before, ask you to the person who is next to you. You want to come to the front with me? Come. The pastor and leader of the church is going to be here praying for you. Come. This is the time to come. 